You're about to listen to a message from Every Nation Church Midrand, the place where people come to be changed and discipled to transform society. For some time, I've been hearing a sound. I've been hearing a beat in the spirit. And those of you that, I know it's a mixed crowd here, but those of you in, in this congregation, this local church, Every Nation Midrand, I have a sense that you're hearing the same beat. Because God is busy doing incredible things in our lives. And there is a sound that I'm hearing from heaven. There's a sound. I'm sure you're waiting to know what kind of sound is it. What is this thing that you're hearing from heaven? It's the sound of the abundance of rain. Are you following? It's the sound that ends the drought. The sound hmm, that is ushering in the reign of the Spirit. And what is so interesting is that we could have been hearing the sound and we could have been experiencing God in amazing ways. But there is a fresh sound. There is a fresh sound. And you need to incline your ears. The reason you need to incline your ears is so that you can follow the beat. Amen. So that you can follow the rhythm. I want to speak to you on staying in the beat. Staying in the beat. Hallelujah. When you begin to hear an announcement from heaven, when you begin to hear a sound from heaven. It is not time for you to create your own beat. It is not time for you to create your own agenda. It is time for you to align yourself and begin to hear what is the sound and how am I supposed to move with the sound? Now as a church, God is doing some awesome things and he's moving in awesome ways. But if you decide, you know what, I don't want to dance to what God is doing here. There's another music that I'm hearing that I think I prefer. You're going to rub yourself. There's a beat. There's a sound that is coming upon us. And we need to stay within that beat. You need to begin to hear. Listen to me. Do you know that it is possible for you to be walking with God? And as you're walking with God, I will call that walk, you are following the beat. And that suddenly, something happens. Suddenly, something changes. Suddenly, there's a pebble on the way that you stumble over. Suddenly, there is just an interruption. And when that interruption happens, you find that you've fallen away from the beat. This morning, we need to return to the beat. We need to hear what the Spirit is playing. 
and what he is saying. Hallelujah. Amen. Glory to God. You know, I remember, I'll get into the scripture just now, don't panic. There, it wasn't even too long ago, something happened to me. I was flowing as I always do, just enjoying the presence of the Lord and everything he has for me. And then, suddenly there was something that needed to happen in my life that was delayed. Are you following? Something that needed to happen that made me unsure and uncertain. Have you been in the place where you were walking? Your journey was going well. And then an uncertainty came. And when the uncertainty came, you, you couldn't move forward and you couldn't move back. Because you needed the answer or you needed that solution so that you're able to continue the journey. And so this situation that I was facing wasn't giving me joy. And when I say it wasn't giving me joy, I didn't even need a yes. Even a no would have been fine. Whatever the answer was, living in uncertainty was not what I wanted. And so I found that I couldn't move forward. I couldn't progress. Everything was affected. And then I realized one day, and I said to my husband, I said to him, this thing has almost put my life on hold. Do you know what I'm talking about? Do you know what it's like for something? You're expecting something. And it is not something in isolation. It is something that causes you to go the next step. That helps you with your next decision. When you're in that place, you're almost like you're in limbo. You don't know, you know... And you're waiting, let this decision, let this thing happen. So I know if I'm coming or going. I don't care if it's a no. But I can't stay in this place where I am. Is there a witness in the house? And so I said to my husband, I said, you know what? I feel as if I've lost my rhythm. That's what I said to him. I feel because of this thing that I'm waiting to happen or not happen, because of this thing that would determine if I'm stepping forward or standing still, because of this one thing, I feel as if I've lost my rhythm. Do you know you have a rhythm? Do you know there's a particular way your life goes? And there are certain uncertainties, there are certain things that can happen that causes you to lose that rhythm. I just said to him, I feel like I have lost my rhythm. I feel like this thing has interrupted me. And I don't feel like I can move forward or backwards. My rhythm has been affected. Can I tell you something about when we say you are out of rhythm? It means the music is still playing. Because you cannot be out of rhythm 
if there's nothing playing. If I begin to do this now, you can never tell me that I'm out of rhythm. Am I out of rhythm? Even if I... Are you following? Whatever move I make, you can't complain. You can't say she doesn't know how to dance according to the tune. But when we begin to say, mm, my rhythm has been affected, it means there's still music playing. There's still the beat playing. But I, I, I had stepped out. And I don't know how to jump back in. I don't know how to get back into that rhythm. Have you been in relationships where the rhythm was messed up? And you were trying to get back. You don't know how to get back. Because you've been out of rhythm for some time. Have you been in that place where your prayer life, you know, you started off casually. You missed prayer one day and two days. And then your hunger got affected. You were no longer hungry. And before you know it, it's difficult for you to get back into the rhythm of the Spirit. And I said to Pastor, I said, I've lost my rhythm. And I need to get back into it. And I'm not just going to get back anyhow. What's that? Is it, what's that game? The skipping thing. I wish I had one that I could show you. Timing is everything. Timing is everything. When you begin, when it comes down, you just, if you come in anyhow, <laughs> your teeth on the ground. But you see, that's what happens when you've already stepped out. Even though there's a lot going on, even though there's still music playing, even though you can tell that God is busy doing something, but somehow you are not in it anymore. And you're thinking, when is the best time to get into it? When can I jump back into this flow? Now is the time. Now is the time. Who has interrupted your race? I think it's in Galatians. Galatians 5, 7. My God. Galatians 5, 7. He says, you run well. I'll say you were dancing okay. You were moving well. You were following well. It was going according to plan. Hallelujah. You were walking in line with the Spirit. You were hearing him. You were hungry for him. You were thirsting. You were seeking his face. You were running well. You were dancing in beat. He says, who hindered you? Another translation says, who has interrupted you? I would like to ask, what has interrupted you? Not just who. What is it that interrupts you from continuing in the beat? From continuing in the flow? 
I want to share with you from scripture three different lives. Amen. This morning I have a sense that we are getting back in rhythm. I have a sense that you begin to hear the sound from heaven again. Let me tell you, when you get out of rhythm, you are not hearing God. Can anyone here be an honest person? Be truthful enough to say, I understand. I think now I get it. I think now I get why I try to pray and I cannot pray. It's because you stepped away. The place of prayer is the place when you are in tune with the Holy Spirit. But when you step away, you are unable to hear. And so I said to my husband, I feel as if I've lost my rhythm. Now, for you saying you've lost your rhythm could mean anything to you. But for me to say I've lost my rhythm, it means I'm not hearing God as I used to hear him. And hearing God was not a special thing for me. Can you hear me? Hearing God did not require me winding myself. It didn't even require me speaking in tongues. It didn't need me to be in the place of prayer. I just needed to be in the flow. And while I'm there, I hear him. Suddenly, I'm not hearing you. Oh, Lord, my God. All I'm hearing or waiting to hear is news. I did not realize that I had moved away from the rhythm of heaven. And I had created for myself a new sound. A sound that was taking me away from the voice of God. What sound are you hearing? What has interrupted your race? What is it that causes you not to actually hear that there is something heaven is releasing? You are not able to hear what heaven is releasing when you have stepped away from the beat of heaven. Do you think that heaven holds back or stops because you are no longer in line? He continues to move. He continues to flow. I want to show you a few things. Hallelujah. Are you getting something this morning? Is he speaking to you? All righty. Can we read 1 Samuel 13? We can start from verse 7. We'll read till 14. I want to show you how it is possible for you to be following what you're supposed to be following, the sound you're hearing, and something happens that kind of interrupts it, and because that happens, you begin to go another, a different way. Hallelujah. It says, and some of the Hebrews crossed over to the Jordan, uh, crossed over the Jordan to the land of Gad and Gilead. As for Saul, he was still in Gilgal, and all the people followed him trembling. Then he waited seven days, according to the time set by Samuel. Hold on. He waited how many days? According to the time set by Samuel. So he was waiting for Samuel to come. There was no moving forward or backwards. He was getting anxious. I cannot go beyond this. 
without Samuel coming. But Samuel did not come to Gilgal, and the people were scattered from him. So Paul said, bring a burnt offering and peace offerings here to me. And he offered the burnt offering. Hold on a minute. So there was an expectation. There were, he was expecting Samuel to come. In your life, there could be an expectation. You're expecting God, you know, I'm waiting for you to move in a particular way. I'm expecting you to do something specific. And so he waited. He waited. And I believe at the time he was waiting, he was still in tune. Amen. He was still hearing what Samuel has said. Samuel said, wait for me. When I come, sacrifice will happen. And he was still there. But there came a time when he chose to step away from the voice of heaven. There came a time when he decided, I've waited long enough. I don't want to wait anymore. In fact, I'm going to create my own music. I'm going to create my own beat. I'm going to begin to dance to my own tune. I'm going to begin to live my life the way I have chosen to live it because I've been waiting. Samuel did not arrive. Verse 10. Now it happened. As soon as he had finished presenting the burnt offering. It says, as soon as he had finished. What that tells me is that Samuel kept the word. He still came when he was supposed to come. But somebody could not wait. Somebody got restless. Samuel came just as he sacrificed. And Samuel came and Saul went out to meet him that he might greet him. Keep going. And Samuel said, what have you done? Saul said, when I saw that the people were scattered from who? I can't hear you guys or ladies from me. That you did not come within the days appointed. And that the Philistines gathered together at Mishpah, a Mishmash. That I said, the Philistines will now come down on me at Gilgal. And I have not made supplication to the Lord. Therefore, I feel compelled. I felt compelled and I offered an offering. How many offerings have you offered as a result of not hearing him. How many burnt offerings? When you have waited for him for some time. And you've decided, I'm tired of waiting. And because I'm tired of it, I need to create a new rhythm for myself. I need to create a new reality for myself. I need to begin to do something new. But you do not know that that's something new. That new dance that you just learned. That new step you began to take. That thing that was outside of the spirit is taking the throne away from you. What do you do when you feel you've been interrupted? Do you get back into the rhythm or do you create your own beat? Paul and Silas are two guys that bless me. 
They were busy doing what they were meant to do. Amen. They were there serving and and working and, and ministering as they were supposed to do. They could hear God. They could hear the rhythm that was playing from heaven. And they were following what God was saying to them. And something happened. They were interrupted. I want to show you how someone else or two other people responded to when things were not going well. Hallelujah. Am I talking to someone this morning? I know the Lord will do a good work in you. Acts 16, 16 to 30. You know, when the Spirit of the Lord begins to speak in a certain way and begins to tell us certain things, we need to open, incline our ears. We need to incline our ears to what he's saying so that you do not ultimately miss out on what he has for you. Amen. Now it happened as we went to prayer that a certain slave girl possessed with a spirit of divination met us who brought her master's much profit by fortune-telling. This girl followed Paul and us and cried out saying, These men are the servants of the Most High God who proclaim to us the way of salvation. And this she did for many days. But Paul, greatly annoyed, turned and said to the spirit, I command you in the name of Jesus Christ to come out of her. And he came out that very hour. But when her masters saw that their hope of profit was gone, they seized Paul and Silas and dragged them into the marketplace to the authorities. Did they do anything wrong? Okay. And they brought them to the magistrates and said, These men being Jews exceedingly trouble our city. And they teach customs which are not lawful for us being Romans to receive or observe. Then the multitude rose up together against them. And the magistrate tore off their clothes and commanded them to be beaten with rods. And when they had laid many stripes on them, they threw them into prison, commanding the jailer to keep them securely. Having received such a charge, he put them into the inner prison and fastened their feet in the stalks. But at midnight, Paul and Silas were praying and singing hymns to God and the prisoners were listening to them. Suddenly there was a great earthquake so that the foundations of the prison were shaken and immediately all the doors were opened and everyone's chains were loose. Listen to me this morning. These guys had major interruption. You haven't experienced what they've experienced. But here's what happened. I, I, I thought about it and I said, you know, the devil, he did well. He was smart enough. He had enough wisdom to keep them in the innermost cell. Are you following? To keep them locked down. He was smart enough to give them their own personal guard. You're following? Smart enough to chain their feet But the mistake he made was putting them together. The mistake the enemy has made this morning is allowing you come. 
the error that he has made. Even though you might have come with some chains, the error he made was by allowing you come here where somebody else can lift up a shout. Paul and Silas were in that place where they had locked them up, but they were foolish enough to put two believers in the same cell. And I can imagine Silas raising a chorus. I can imagine beginning to sing and beginning to declare the greatness of the Lord. And maybe Paul, because of his temperament, how many of you remember temperament and Paul? Because of his temperament, he was already getting irritated. He might have been saying, is this, what is all this? Why am I limited? What's happening here? I was about doing what God asked me to do. Why are things moving this way? I cannot afford to remain here. This is all nonsense. Are there some Pauls in this house? But while he was probably still like, what was going on? Silas began to sing. Silas raised the chorus. Silas began to hear the rhythm that is playing in heaven. He started to hear the beat from heaven. He started to hear what God was singing. He started to hear that he was rejoicing over them. And he joined in singing. And I'm sure Paul was hesitating for a minute. You know, there are people who came in here this morning. We were singing and you did not sing. But I don't blame you. You didn't sing because there are issues. You didn't sing because there are certain things that you want to happen in your life and it's not happening. You didn't sing because you've stepped away from where you should be. So even though there's music playing, you just couldn't get into it. But you still have another opportunity to get back into the rhythm of heaven. To hear the sound again. I can imagine some sounds that you will hear that will retract your step and retrace that step to the place where you begin to hear God, where you begin to believe him again. There's a song I love. It goes, covenant keeping God. I could just imagine Silas singing it if he was African. Or well, when I say African, if he was Ghanaian or Nigerian because it's a Ghanaian guy that sang it. And they are fit in stocks. In the inner cell, with a God watching them, with interruption in their life. But they could still say covenant keeping God. There is no one like you. Alpha and Omega. There is no one like you. And he had to sing it a second time for Paul to really get it. Covenant keeping God. There is no one like you. Alpha and Omega. Grace, can you come? There is no one like you. And then all of a sudden, you who were outside, you who have stepped away, you who cannot hear what God is saying anymore, just because there were some interruptions. 
You who could no longer hear the sound coming from heaven. And you started to hear Paul or Silas singing. Let me say I'm Silas. I want to make you Paul. Listen, I want you to know that just the fact that you are here is restoring you. Is restoring you. Is restoring you. Is bringing you back. Do you know that there are things you have missed as a result of stepping out of beat? There are things that are supposed to happen in your life that did not happen because you had moved away for some time because things were not, you know. And you could not hear the sound from heaven. And Silas sang. He says, he'll do it again. He'll do it again. And then Paul decided, because he had heard him for some time. And Paul, they looked at each other and said, just take a look. Sing it. Mm-hmm. Then we remembered that he comes through. He's the same now as then. You may not know how. You may not know when. He'll do it again. You may not know how. You may not know how. You may not know when he'll do it again. And then all of a sudden, even though their feet were in stock, their mouth, their lips could sing. And the other prisoners could hear them. And I want you to know that something even happened to those prisoners. I am sure they began to get into that rhythm. And then you hear me. And then you hear grace. And then you have been feeling some way. But then you decide, you know what? I need to get back into Sunny, can you come? I need to get back into rhythm. I need to get back there. Listen to me this morning. You are going to begin to dance again. You are going to get back into the rhythm. Just because you are hearing the sound from heaven. Even though things have interrupted you. Even though there were some unforeseen situations. There were things that happened. That has caused you to step away from the timing of the spirit. That has caused you to move away. You did not begin for the things that happened. You were not expecting your husband to do what he did. You were not expecting that your work would turn to a nightmare. You were not expecting all those things. But instead of you stepping away, you need to remind yourself that he would do it. You need to remind yourself that heaven is shining upon you. 
you need to remind yourself that God is still speaking over you. You need to remind yourself that he's still rejoicing over you. You need to remind yourself that his plans and his purpose for your life that did not end because there was an interruption. You need to tell yourself once again, okay, this situation kept me away, but I'm coming back in there because once again, I begin to hear the sound. I begin to hear the beat. I begin to hear what God is saying. Hallelujah. We're in the place, you know, sisters, women, we have a way of putting each other down, and that's the truth. You put yourselves in groups, and you gather because maybe you have one mutual enemy. Your enemy is not Satan. Maybe Shireen. And you come together, and you are constantly gossiping. You're constantly speaking. You're con- women that is unfortunately are known for that. They are known to help somebody who has stepped away from the rhythm to go further away. We are the ones that when someone has tripped a little and is still trying to find their way back, you push them further away. You do not allow them to come back to the place where they can start hearing the voice again. Where they can start hearing the sound again. Where they can start hearing the promise of God. Do you know there are people who have stopped believing the promises of God? Because they have waited for some time. But when you are a Silas in their life, and maybe a Paul, and you can come to them and you can begin to declare the praises of the king. You begin to minister. You begin to sing. And then they see you. And it reminds them of the goodness of the Lord. You are in this house. You heard us singing. God knows the things you're going through. I will tell you when to join me. Because I want to show you how you can help restore. Because let me tell you, I know you guys or ladies. You may be sitting here and thinking to yourself, man, with the kind of messages you've been hearing, I'm in tune. I don't even know if this message is for me because I'm, uh, man, the kind of moves in my life. But help me. Help the sister beside you. The one who, who has been trying to get back into the rhythm, into the beat, and they're not able to get back. They're struggling to get back. Instead of talking about the sister. Worship. You see her. She was expectant and it wasn't coming. Like Samuel or like uh, Saul. 
was waiting and waiting and waiting and nothing was happening. And then she chose, let me just go and face the world because I think I can get. And instead of you, instead of you encouraging, helping them to see, no, you are out. You can't hear heaven this way. Your results will be devastating. You don't want the kind of results you're going to receive when you follow this thing. Instead of you, to begin to remind them, remind them of how great your God is. Instead of you, to remind them that he that began this good work, that he's faithful to complete it. Instead of reminding them that he has done it before and he will do it again. Instead of encouraging them by your words, encouraging them to hear what heaven is saying and to bring them back where they can begin to sing again, where they can begin to dance again, where they can be realigned to heaven. We talk them down, but no longer will be known. You may be down and feel like God has somehow forgotten. I'm talking to someone who has lost their rhythm. That you are faced with circumstances that you can't go through. Right now it seems there's no way out and you're going under. But God said it time and time again. He'll take care of you. Grace, sing it. He'll do it. He'll do it again. Just take a look. And then suddenly bring in your encouragement. I want to hear Sunny. Vaughn. Oh God. Then I say to you. He's still God. He has not changed. You're helping her get back. He's still God. He has not changed. I know he's still God. Even though you don't know it. But he's fighting for you. Just like Daniel. Just like Moses. Just like Shadrach. Meshach. Sing it. He'll do it again. Oh, yes. Hallelujah. Now you hear them singing, and if you are not yet getting a little bit encouraged, if, if it's not beginning to bring you back to the place of covenant, if it is not moving you 
again to say what is heaven saying and you begin to sway once more and you begin to dance once more and you begin to pray once more and you begin to believe again if you are not in that place yet I think we need more rhythms I think you need more encouragement listen to me there are certain people, if I'm in chains, I want you to be in the cell with me. Because when you lift up your praise, it will encourage me. When you lift up your praise, it will put me back on track. You need to fight to get back into the beat. You need to fight to be who God has said you will be. Irrespective. Irrespective. I just can't stop singing this morning because it's a sound from heaven. Because it's a rhythm that is coming from heaven. I just cannot stop singing. Singing to him and allowing some other people join me this morning. Listen, I know there are two people on stage. But if you want to stand and you begin to sing, if you want to get back into the swing if you want to get into the place where, yes, I'm hearing God again, do you know that the most horrible thing to happen to you is not hearing God? The worst thing that can happen to you is not sensing his presence. The worst thing that can happen to you is moving away from him and doing your own thing. But when this morning you can stand again and say, you know what, I'm coming back to hear what heaven is saying. I'm coming back to hear that he is the faithful God. I'm coming back to hear that though it tarries, it will surely come to pass. I'm coming back to that rhythm where I can hear him saying, where I can hear his voice, where he's saying to me, this will not last forever. It is just a season. I'm coming back to the rhythm where he says, I know the thoughts that I think towards you. They are of good. They are not of evil. They are to give you a hope and to give you a future. Maybe you have been interrupted and stepped away from the place where you could hear his encouragement, where you could hear him saying that I am the covenant keeping God. I am the covenant keeping God. I am the covenant keeping God. He is the covenant keeping God. Where you are saying I'm stepping back into covenant oh God. I'm stepping back. I'm hearing the beat again. I've missed some things. I messed up a bit when I stepped away. I missed some things. I missed some timings. There were things that were supposed to happen, but at that point I had stepped away. Can I tell you that there's some people that missed major things in their lives? Some opportunities that they were supposed to have walked into. Some doors that they were supposed to walk into. But because they had stepped away from the beat, 
they were not able to know when to get in there. Because there was an interruption, they got away from the flow and from the rhythm and from the beat and from the tempo of heaven. And for that reason, missed out, missed out on the timing. It is time for you to say, Lord, I come back in the flow. I come back. David, at some point, did not want the Ark of the Covenant. But when he heard and when he saw what the Ark was doing in the house of Abedidom, he decided, I need to get back there. I, I have stepped away. I, I moved away. I was afraid. I, I don't know. I, I didn't want this ark to kill me. I didn't want this presence. There's someone the Lord gave a word a while ago, and the Lord was just speaking to the person on what he wants to use her to do. What he wants to use her to do. And as soon as the lady heard that, she was like, I wasn't, I wasn't prepared for that. Neither was I expecting that. And so, I, 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 you know, thank you. It's not for me. And she walked away from the great things the Lord was speaking concerning her. She walked away from the presence that was supposed to reside with her. She walked away from it. And can I tell you something? Up till today, she's still walking. Up to today, she doesn't know how to get her rhythm back. I've been trying and I'm trusting that that rhythm will come back. And so David said, I don't want, I don't want, I don't want. He says, I don't want. And he walked away until he heard what God was doing. And then he decided, I'm returning. And he started hearing a sound from heaven. He started hearing, and, and, and this man, the Bible says he began to dance before the Lord. His clothes, everything was in a mess. But it did not matter to him. Whatever it would take for him to find favor again with God. Whatever it would take for him to get back to the place of intimacy and of being loved by God. He was ready to do it. And so he started to twirl, and he started to dance, and he started to celebrate, and he started to rejoice because the presence was coming once again. And he was celebrating. He was dancing. He was dancing. And that which was in his heart was coming through. We could see his love and his appreciation. And then somebody somewhere tried to regulate him. And his wife looked and she looked at him in disdain and scorn. Looked at him like, what is this one doing? A whole king. A whole king. What are you doing? Excuse me. Do not look at me with any dignity or title. Because when I begin to dance before him, and I'm trying to get back into rhythm, you do not know what has happened to me. You do not know what I have missed. You do not know the things that I lost. So when I begin to hear the beat again, and I begin to dance. And I begin to celebrate. And I begin to say, yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. And I begin to celebrate and rejoice. It is because, finally, 
I'm getting back Amen. to the place Amen. where I'm hearing him. Hallelujah. Some of you have never even heard. But I'm announcing a sound. I'm announcing a sound from heaven. I'm announcing a sound and the beat that is coming. The sound of a mighty rushing wind. The sound that is coming that you begin to flow in. You begin to align yourself once again. Where you are saying, even though this is not happening the way I want it, I'm not going to allow it. Keep me away from the presence of God. Even though things are not looking as I would like it to look. Even though I'm uncertain in certain areas. But let me be uncertain within the beat. Let me not go out of the beat. I don't want to step away from his grace. I don't want to step away from his presence. I don't want to step away from his voice. Just because I faced an interruption. Just because things were not going as they ought to go. I know there are people in this house who have experienced some form of interruption. And there's some of us here this morning that want to help you even as you're trying to get back in there by reminding you, reminding you of the goodness of the Lord, reminding you of the faithfulness of God. Hallelujah. Reminding you of the God who is able to part the Red Sea. Are you hearing me? Reminding you of the God who did it before and who will repeat it. The God who is the God of many chances. The God, he's not just, I told you he's not the God of second chance. If, if we're the God of the second chance, I'm in trouble. Because he has been this God that has given me many chances. He has allowed me to step back into the flow. Step back into the rhythm. What rhythm have you been dancing to? What has kept you away? It's time for you to get back in there. Don't take for granted the fact that, oh, the church, there are powerful things happening. I'm not looking at the church. I'm looking at you. I'm looking at you. Because you can be out of rhythm and the whole church is flowing, but you are not there. And so I do not take for granted because some of you are flowing. I do not take for granted that there's some who are not flowing. Lord, restore us. Restore our beat. Restore our movement. Restore our dance. Restore our hearing. Restore us to that place where we can hear the sound of heaven. Restore us to that place where we can hear you saying uh, that we are beloved. Where we can hear you saying that you know the thoughts and the plans you have towards us. Bring us back to that place. Oh God, bring us back to that place. Father, for every individual in this house, for every single one who has missed the beat, who had an interruption, restore us. Listen to me. When you miss the beat, 
It affects your hunger. Medically, your heart is supposed to be beating. If your heart decides, for one minute I don't want to beat, you are in medical emergency. If your body works in a rhythm, amen, that is the way your body is moving. But if something comes and disrupts it and interrupts it like sickness or like infirmity, and suddenly you find because your body is not responding the way it used to respond before. And then, have you ever lost appetite? Because your body was no longer functioning the way it should function. Then you were not hungry for the things you used to hunger for. Suddenly, we need to find a way to feed you so you don't die. When, you've, when, when you're not functioning within a certain beat, before you know it, your hunger goes. Something goes wrong with you. Your system. Your system. And you have no more hunger. I've had people that say to me, even as they've been listening to the word that has been coming about spiritual hunger. It says, I was hungry after I heard the word today. But two days later, I was no longer hungry. So excuse me if I address people like that. Because you are perpetually hungry. There's some who are not so hungry. And she said, I, 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 I'm not hungry again, you know. And I realized that when things are not balanced and functioning in you as it's supposed to function, if your body does not return back to normal, if you don't return back to the rhythm and to the beat, if you don't get back to that place where you can hear God, then your appetite will not return. You will hunger today, you will not hunger tomorrow. You will hunger today, next week you are no longer hungry. But when you get back into that place, trust me, when you hear the voice of God, you want to keep hearing the voice of God. When you've experienced his presence, you want to keep experiencing his presence. But if you haven't gotten back to it, pastor, the way you just come and taste and then you go, then you won't be hungry because you do not get back into the rhythm. Restore me, O oh God. Restore me, O oh God. Bring me back to that place. There was a time, listen, there was a time when I realized the attack of the enemy. Every time I'm on a high, I'm on a spiritual high, and God is doing major things. All of a sudden, I get a sore throat. Listen carefully. Every time, my, listen, my sore throat wasn't infection, viral, bacteria, whatever it may be. My sore throat was delivered by Satan. Every time I'm on a different level, he brings a sore throat. And when he brings a sore throat, my whole system is out of sync. It's like he threw a spanner in the works. I cannot continue 
Then I struggle to pray. I str- the simplest thing I'm struggling just because I have a sore throat. It is not a pain that is causing me not to open my mouth. It's just something that, you know, I just feel out of sync and I'm no longer motivated because of a sore throat. Until I realized that this was a strategy of the enemy to always throw me out of the beat. Every time I'm functioning and I'm moving in a particular beat and particular rhythm and I'm moving and I'm hearing the sound of heaven and then he brings something. Boom. And so I, I spoke to that spirit. That particular one that brings the sore throat. And I want it never to come this way again. And then I said to myself, even if it is the natural or the uh, medical sore throat that comes, I will continue to praise. I will continue to worship. But I realized after that time, and I'm telling you before God, after that day, I never had that attack of sore throat. Have I had sore throat flu? I have. But I have not had that attack. They attack when my spiritual life goes down. Can I ask you in this place? There's some people who sometimes are going well. Things are happening in their lives. Spiritually, they're on a high. They're following the beat from heaven. And then all of a sudden, I know what I'm talking about. All of a sudden, they have a dream. And someone comes and has intercourse with them. And after that intercourse, their spiritual life just goes, whoa. And they're not able to get back into the flow. They're struggling to get back. I have ministered to enough people to know what I'm talking about. Ah, I don't know. I'm not feeling God. I, I don't even desire him. I don't. And I'm like, go back and tell me something. A lot of times you'll find Something interrupted them, even in the dream. This spirit that was anointed to interrupt came. And the moment they had that encounter, you're not fighting to get back into the flow of the spirit. Whatever interruptions, whatever interruptions has kept you away, today you are fighting to return back to the flow. And when you begin to know that this is the way the enemy comes, when you begin to know, you say, I know he likes to come in this particular way. And by the time he comes this way, I'm struggling to pray. And I'm struggling to flow. And I'm not hearing God. Whatever the interruptions may be, begin to recognize it and begin to deal with it now. Are you following me this morning? When you begin to recognize this is what the enemy brings. You are flowing well. Your life is going as it should. Everything is working. You are praising God. You are thanking God. In fact, you are now having family altar. You and your husband are praying. You and your children are praying. And suddenly, something happens. And the enemy finds his way to come in. And suddenly, you that you were praying together, you, in fact, you can't even tell what happened. Uh, and you are losing interest here and there. It is a strategy of the enemy to interrupt your flow. 
It is a strategy of the enemy. You need to learn when he comes in in the way he comes in. Whether it is through your relationship, because he can come and suddenly you're finding God-ordained relationships is not as it should be. It's, it's not flowing. It's not working. And you realize that it's God-ordained. If you leave it, it will be more difficult for you to get into the flow. Have you ever had a relationship with someone where you used to greet each other every day? This woman here, Every day we say good morning, isn't it? Yeah? Yes. Answer. Yes. Uh-huh. <laughs> I'm going somewhere. Every t- there is no day. First thing in the morning. Good morning. Did you sleep well? Every single day. If one day passes and she doesn't send, or I don't send, and we s- decide, okay, let's see who will send today. And then tomorrow, because she didn't send and I didn't send, we're saying, let's see. I will wait for her. Oh, she's not greeting me. You wait till tomorrow. A week goes by. You have not. Do you realize that the beat is still playing, but you found your own rhythm somewhere else? I'm using a simple example. And before you know it, when you've done one month and two months without doing it, it's going to be difficult for you to get back and say, eh, I just want to say good morning. <laughs> when you've broken rhythm, when you've broken the beat, you need to fight. In fact, you need to be humble enough to get back in step. But pride will not allow some of us get back in step. I've often said, you are heading to Santon, and you get into your vehicle, and you find that you're going towards Pretoria. Will you ever say, since I am already on my way to Pretoria, let me just stay with Pretoria? (laughs) Or will you say, let me get back on, on track, so that I can face the right direction, and I can head to where I'm supposed to go? It's time for you not to continue to go to Pretoria because that's not your destination. It's another beat that is playing, but it is not your destination. It is time for you to say, look, where am I going? When I've come to myself and come to my senses and I've said, where am I going? This is not my route. This is not my direction. This is not the path to my destiny. This thing I notice is taking me away from my destiny. And then I return. Even if it has taken two years, I return. No matter how long, I'm saying to you, don't allow it. It gets more difficult when you've left it for long. It gets more difficult when you've been out of rhythm and out of beat. So when you come and we're dancing in a particular way, because we all know that beat and we all know how to dance it, when you come, (laughs) this is what you'll be doing. Because even though before you knew this rhythm, You knew how to move this way. But because you've been away so long, you no longer know. Please, do not allow this stop you from coming back into rhythm. Hallelujah. Come on, stand up on your feet this morning. Ah, Baba. The mistake the enemy made is allowing you to actually come 
and be in the place where your sister can begin to sing, can begin to encourage you once again, and you can get back into the flow. If he knew that it was going to transform you, if he knew that it was going to return you to the place where you can flow with God, he would not allow you to come. Come on, lift up your voice. At this time, I begin to... This ministry has come to you live from Every Nation Midrand. For other life-changing messages and more information, log on to www.everynationmidrand.org.